Raised Sports is a proud member of the Storyhanger Podcast Network. For more information, go to storyhanger.com. Previously on Raised Sports. We'll talk politics, we'll talk about the team, we'll talk about we'll stories, we'll make jokes, we'll play pranks. There's a freezer in the clubhouse and you just dip the jersey in water, you just soak his jersey in water and then throw it in the freezer overnight. And when you come to the field, it's just frozen solid. Six strikeouts for Uvula in relief, a new career high, as he finishes off the sixth inning by striking out the side. We want to send you guys to the Arizona Fall League. For sure, there's going to be some, some studs there. It's exactly what I want. You know, I mean, I want to be tested because I, I want to know. Throwing my curveball like almost 40 to 50 percent of my pitches anymore, and it's almost became it's probably became my best pitch. But it's like super exciting to me that I had that 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 third that you know that pitch that always was just the third pitch, like kind of just a show me pitch. Now it's like you know bordering on elite. Every young baseball player dreams of taking the field in the major leagues, but even the best find out quickly that it takes more than dreaming to get there. It takes talent, hard work and even a little bit of luck. There's times where I've, you know, kind of had things planned in my head and like expected them to go a certain way, um, and they, <laughs> they normally don't. Welcome to season two of the Raised Sports Podcast, in which we'll go deep into the minor leagues and follow a prospect as he works towards what he hopes will be a shot at the big leagues. The organization's gonna test me, and if I can hold up, then great. Not, then they'll, they'll, uh, they'll find somebody else, and that's kind of the nature of the business. He'll endure long bus trips and short paychecks. He'll tinker with his game as the competition gets tougher, and he'll battle through the aches and pains that come with a long season. It's just part of the game. I mean, playing playing a little bit banged up, I mean, you're never going to feel 100%, you know, in a 140-game season. And along the way, he'll constantly look for any edge to improve his game, to impress, to find a way to advance up the minor league ladder. When I'm my best is when I'm not thinking too much and I'm just out, out there to embarrass the hitter for the rest of my career, just out to show the world. And a swing and a miss, strike three. Pumps the fastball past Benson up in the zone. Episode 10, Bordering on Elite. August 24th was a big day for Cole Uvula. It started off with him getting the news that he'd been selected to compete in the Arizona Fall League, a prestigious honor and a goal he had sought since the offseason. On top of being able to look forward to that, his Down East Wood Ducks had about a week left in their season before entering the Carolina League playoffs, and Cole continued to pitch well. Later, that day of the 24th, after receiving the big news, Cole got into a game against the Wilmington Blue Rocks, his first action in six days. Entering in the fifth inning, he pitched two and two-thirds innings. He allowed just a single, no walks, and struck out four. Everything continued to trend upward. But there were a couple of nagging things going on at the time, one of which wasn't really grabbing Cole's attention, and one of which was. The first was a storm that had formed about 700 miles east of Barbados. 
A tropical storm watch has been issued in the Caribbean. Puerto Rico is now bracing for a direct hit from tropical storm Dorian. Tropical storm Dorian is moving west. The storm is forecast to strengthen into a category two or stronger hurricane. Millions of Americans, look at that map there, from Miami all the way up to Savannah, Georgia, in the path of a potentially major hurricane. There was no telling where Dorian might go at that point or whether it would even become a hurricane, but it was a looming possibility nonetheless. The other thing that was going on, Nicole was very much aware of, was that he hadn't quite felt like himself. The end results of that August 24th outing were good, but his body was kind of out of sorts, at least at the beginning of that outing. And it was a little bit concerning. It's actually, it was weird. I, I kind of talked to this with the trainer and, and talked uh, with a couple of teammates, but like I hadn't pitched in six days. And I got out there and my shoulder just felt really slow. It kind of felt like I was moving through water, kind of felt tight and just not loose. And like the first pitch, the first fast, or I threw a curveball to the first pitch, but the second pitch I threw was a fastball and it was at 91. And I, I don't, I haven't thrown, I might, I maybe have thrown two or three 91 mile an hour fastballs this whole year. Evil ready. Here's the 1 0 home and a fastball up and in. Perez hit the deck on some chin music. It's two balls and no strikes. This is one of those things where it was unclear how concerned he should be. Maybe it was simply the long layoff. Maybe he was growing a little bit tired. Maybe it was something else. Now, there were a couple of reasons Cole hadn't been pitching as frequently. One was that the Wood Ducks had added a pitcher to their bullpen, so there was another arm to get into games. Another was that the team was trying to extend their starters a bit in preparation for the playoffs. So there were fewer innings to go around. On top of all of this, Cole's increased efficiency had led to his outings being longer. And when your outings are longer, the breaks between your outings are also longer. One thing that Cole was certain of, though, was that the weirdness he had felt had nothing to do with the great news he'd received earlier in the day about the Arizona Fall League. He wasn't distracted by it. He was focused on the task at hand. I started loosening up in like the second and 13 I was out there. But no, I mean, I... I had really nothing to do with like the the news. It was more just like um, I never really realized this because I haven't had that much rest this year. But I think all that rest was actually a bad thing. That yeah, probably would have been best to pitch on three or four days rest rather than six because I just felt like kind of tight. And then once I loosened up, it, it was good. And that's true. Despite the slow start, it had ended up being yet another in a string of dominant outings for Cole. Breaking ball got him looking. Outside corner, Uvula paints the black. Fastball got him looking. A swing and a miss now by Hicklin. He's down on strikes. Another punch out from Cole Uvula. And it's a quick and easy three up, three down, seventh inning. Overall, he was feeling really good. And the biggest reason for that was that his curveball continued to progress at a stunning rate. That pitch, which he had worked on developing in the middle of the season, was now so effective that he was not only throwing it for strikes, he was throwing it about as frequently as his fastball, which is amazing when you consider that the fastball had always been his calling card. The fastball was the pitch that had made him a pro in the first place. Throwing my curveball like almost 40 to 50% of my pitches anymore, and it's almost became, it's probably became my best pitch in my arsenal, which is, if you'd have told me 
you know, six months ago that my whole career wouldn't be determined on how good my fastball was. I probably would have laughed, but it, it's like super exciting to me that I had that, that, that third, that's, you know, that pitch that always was just the third pitch, like kind of just a show me pitch. Now it's like, you know, bordering on elite. Um, and, and, uh, like as far as the metrics go on the pitch and then the results I'm getting with the pitch, um, I didn't give up a hit with it in the second half. Uh, at all and I threw it over a hundred times so I mean it's pretty pretty exciting to me the, the curveball specifically no hits off his curveball in the second half of the season at all that stat had Cole thrilled about the possibilities um, not to like get like arrogant or anything but it, it's just from not having it at all and having to rely just on fastball changeup for my whole career my whole professional career to this point and now all of a sudden having a third pitch it's just uh, it's like really exciting, and I, and I don't think it's by any means like fully developed. As Cole was more or less cruising in the final couple of weeks of the regular season, the Wood Ducks had wrapped things up with five games against the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, then prepared to turn around and face the same team in the first round of the playoffs. While this was going on, Dorian made its move. It progressed into a hurricane, then set up camp off the coast of the Bahamas at the start of September and sat there for a couple of days, pounding the tiny island nation and leaving an estimated 70,000 people without homes. Then the hurricane turned north and started working its way up the east coast. And we are still tracking Hurricane Dorian, a powerful, slow-moving force, and now making its way through the Outer Banks in North Carolina, where it will make landfall. Cole says that from a baseball perspective, Dorian wasn't that big a distraction. Both Kinston, where Down East is located, and Fayetteville are inland. So the expectations were that both cities would get a lot of rain, but were not in any real danger of suffering hurricane-caliber damage. Yeah, I mean, it's just on the news, and there's, like, been some bugs in the locker room about it, like, what's going to happen. I mean, in 2017, Down East um, had their playoffs canceled for the same thing, um, and they ended up just being co-champions because they won the league. So that's happened before. Obviously, we don't want that. You know, we want to earn the, the championship, you know, that we've worked for. So we want to, you know, we want to play. So we're we're hoping for that. And when I mean block it out, it's more just, like, try not to, like, rely on it or bank on it and just, you know, Kind of like how this whole season's been, just focus on the task at hand. Unfortunately, this has kind of been the norm over the last couple of seasons in the Carolina League. It was Hurricane Irma that disrupted the 2017 playoffs. And in 2018, Hurricane Florence caused the final round of the playoffs to be shortened into a one-game, winner-take-all championship. Here's Wood Ducks radio broadcaster Matt Present. This year was the third year in a row that that hurricane was coming at that exact time of the year. Um, and so I think the league, you know, they obviously want to err on the side of caution, but I think there was also some sense of like, man, like are we going to have to scrap the championship or change the championship to the third year in a row? So even though Hurricane Dorian was not expected to damage Kinston or Fayetteville, there was still going to be a substantial amount of rain, enough to affect the schedule. After the regular season ended on September 2nd in Fayetteville, the Wood Ducks stayed there, then opened the best-of-five series with a doubleheader on the 4th. And when I say doubleheader, I mean two shorter seven-inning games, 
which is kind of how they do it a lot of times in the minor leagues. The Wood Ducks and the Woodpeckers each won one of those games, then moved to Kinston for the rest of the series, hunkering down for a couple of days to wait out the weather as Dorian slid up the coast. But in terms of like when it actually hit, it was just heavy rain for a day. I mean, I, I remember being bored because everything was closed and there was not, not really anything to do. I think I actually went to the stadium and kind of hung out in the clubhouse with a few guys for part of the day. But, I mean, it, I never felt unsafe. Uh, I know there were some tornado warnings and watches kind of in the area, but it really was just you know kind of like a, a heavy thunderstorm that lasted for a long, long time. The morning after the rain stopped, like, the dugout was completely filled with water. Um, so there was a lot of rain, but outside of that, I mean, I know that, you know, I, I don't mean to, you know, mitigate the impact for the people that, you know, live on the coast. Like, there certainly was damage not terribly far from us. But in terms of, like, us that day, it was just heavy rain. The rain was heavy enough to flood the dugouts, you can see a photo that Matt shared with me on RaisedSports.com. But after two days off, the series could resume. It was September 7th when the teams returned to action for another one of those shortened doubleheaders, two seven-inning games. After having gone five days without pitching, Cole got into the first of those two games, game three of the series. He entered in the fifth inning and pitched an inning and a third without allowing a run. But he was not sharp. Cole issued four walks and was removed from the game with two outs in the sixth inning, having left the bases loaded. Game three, best of five. Series tied at one. Payoff pitch. And it missed high ball four. Uvila loads the bases. And Corey Ragsdale now coming out. Teammate Michael Machuela replaced Cole and struck out a batter to end the threat and the Wood Ducks went on to win the game 5-4 to take a 2-1 series lead. He got the first two out in the inning, then after getting ahead of Miguel Angel Sierra, lost him in a lengthy battle, and that was followed up by a single from Pena, and now a Cal Stevenson walk. Bases loaded, Michael Machuela coming on to try to escape trouble. I mean, it was uh, you know, one of my worst outings of the season, unfortunately. Uh, was maybe a little too amped up, trying to do too much. It's kind of been a theme uh, this year. You know, one of my worst outings are typically when I'm overthrowing. Uh, so, again, I mean, it was, it was a, you know, I, I didn't give up any runs, but, you know, I had, you know, some walks and stuff. So uh, it was um, just a learning experience. Um, but, you know, again, not like, not something I'm going to really, like, harp on or beat myself up over. It's just uh, – you know, it's funny how, like, you you recognize something back in June about, like, how when I overthrow, it's not, uh, not normally the best results. And it takes, like, you know, you'll make progress, but it'll still never go away. Now, Cole wasn't too worried. He had been excited to pitch after his long layoff. And in addition to kind of overthrowing, he had also found himself getting a little bit too cute. Having seen so much of Fayetteville at the end of the season, thanks to the scheduling oddity, he was kind of overanalyzing how he pitched to those batters. Played those guys 10 times in a row. Um, I mean, I think my last four, 
outings and on the season were against Fayetteville. And when you see those guys, you know, you start overthinking, you know, you're facing the same guys and they're making adjustments and you're making adjustments. And you just, I just overcomplicated it. You know, I think I got, you know, I was about to get out. I got two quick outs in that the second inning I came out. And I got a guy 0-2, and then I ended up throwing like seven pitches, which uh, a couple got fouled off, and then three got fouled off, and then four ended up being balls. And I think of the seven pitches, I think six I threw were breaking balls, which are breaking balls are change-ups, which if I just would have thrown another fastball, I would have just got him out. That would turn out to be Cole's last appearance for the Wood Ducks in the 2019 season. Down East would lose Game 4 later that day, then fall the next day in Game 5 to lose the series. With the season over, it was time for Cole to shift his focus to Arizona. After a long season, a grind Cole had never before experienced as a professional, there was very little time to rest. He packed up, headed back home to the Seattle area for about 36 hours, spent some time with his fiancée, Kayla, then turned around and headed south to the Arizona Fall League. He'd be playing for the Surprise Seguros, a team normally based out of the Surprise Arizona training facility shared by the Rangers and the Kansas City Royals. But due to renovations going on there, Cole's team would station itself in nearby Peoria, where the San Diego Padres and Seattle Mariners hold their spring training camps. In addition to his fellow Rangers farmhands, including Down East teammates Josh Advocate and Bubba Thompson, Cole's new team would be made up of prospects from the Baltimore Orioles, New York Yankees, Kansas City Royals, and Washington Nationals. It was a really exciting opportunity for Cole, and right off the bat, he had a great surprise. As his plane landed and he got onto the shuttle, it just so happened that a friend of his was on that same shuttle, a pitcher named David LeBron. LeBron was a teammate of Cole's in Spokane in 2018, but he'd been traded to the Orioles organization in February in exchange for international slot money. It's one of those elements of the sport, one of those baseball transactions that most fans barely notice. But to Cole, it was a big deal. So it was really cool to see him, and he's on my fall league team this year. You know, and we were pretty, pretty close uh, in Spokane. And when he got traded, I was a little bummed out because um, you know I figured we'd probably be on the same team together in 2019. So it was cool to see him again, catch up with him on the shuttle, and then yeah, I'll be playing with him. The players were put up in a hotel for about a week, then were left to find their own lodging, which was paid for. Cole and four other players got an Airbnb about two blocks from the stadium and settled in. Meanwhile, he started to get acclimated to a major league spring training clubhouse, something a step above anything he'd experienced before. When he arrived, he found his uniform and gear were all arranged for him in his locker. And the food spread was impressive. A selection of steak, salmon, and chicken, mashed potatoes and rice, more options than he was used to. And on top of all that, adding to kind of the specialness of it all for him, is that the Seguros were assigned to the clubhouse of the Mariners, the team Cole grew up rooting for. It's pretty sweet. I mean, I've been a Mariner fan my whole life. Uh, you know, gone to a ton of games at Safeco and kind of being there. And, you know, I mean, they um, there's a bunch of stuff up on the wall of, like, players that have came through the organization. And it's just cool to kind of see. I mean, guys I grew up watching and 
pictures on the wall and plaques and stuff. Now he was dressing in the same locker room that some of his heroes had, like Ichiro and especially Felix Hernandez. Uh, he was just a man. I mean, he came up when he was 19 years old. Um, remember, I saved up like $60 uh, doing chores, and, and I bought this Felix Hernandez um, like signed picture from his rookie year. That's probably somewhere in storage that actually might be worth something nowadays, especially if he gets... Uh, you know, some more accolades as his career winds down. But yeah, no, just he, he was electric. Amidst all of this, there were actual games to prepare for. He'd be facing a host of first-rounders and other highly touted draft picks. 20 of the top 100 ranked prospects in the sport would be there, including the Angels' top farmhand, Joe Adele, who MLB.com ranked as the number five overall prospect in the sport. Cole relished the challenge ahead, but it was all going to be a bit tricky because not only was he going to face these top players, but with about an extra month added to his season, a month that kind of nudged into his off season, he would have to adjust his training schedule. How would he approach these contests? Cole needed a game plan. As it turned out though, his game plan wouldn't be a whole lot different from how it had been all season. The Seguros pitching coach, Mike Anderson, was a scout for the Rangers, and Anderson had been given marching orders to pass along to Cole from team officials. We sat down, you know, on like one of the first days I was here, and he just like told me what the coordinators wanted me to work on here, which was just like continuing to command the fastball up in the zone, uh, continue to command the break, uh, the curveball down in the zone, and then to just control the run game. Uh, those were the three big points. And then off of that, Mike and I kind of talked about like what I personally want to do, and it was just try to find some consistency in my delivery to kind of limit the the walks. And uh, that's just a big focus for me is just to kind of tra- start treating this, although I will be competing, I will be obviously trying to have the best results, kind of starting to treat this like the beginning of my off season. And, you know, I know I need to get a lot better going into 2020, uh, you know, with the potential to be, you know, starting in AA next year, which is another big jump to try to start building uh, towards that. And so Cole was ready for a new challenge a challenge he had wanted for a long time. He'd be facing it with a newly dominant pitch, a curveball he now considered to be bordering on elite. And frankly, as he prepared to face a host of future baseball stars in Arizona, you could say that his entire game was now bordering on elite. Was he ready? Would his body hold up with another month added to his season? It was time to find out. Thanks for listening to the Raised Sports Podcast. This episode was written and produced by me, Bob Harkins. Special thanks as always to Cole Uvila for letting me follow along with him throughout the 2019 season, and also to Matt Present for his comments in this episode. Music credits go to Broke for Free, Andy G. Cohen, and Kevin McLeod, and the theme song comes from DL Sounds. Broadcast game audio courtesy of Mr. Present, AM 960, The Bull, and the Down East Wood Ducks. 
Don't forget to check out RaisedSports.com for more on the show, to purchase custom-made t-shirts, and to subscribe to our newsletter, which includes bonus stories that accompany each episode. Also, feel free to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Coming up in episode 11, Cole doesn't miss a beat as he enters Arizona Fall League action, adjusting his increasingly impressive game as he faces off against some of the best prospects in baseball. Meanwhile, he finds himself navigating an entirely new and exciting world, the world of sports agents. They're the only group that has a winning arbitration record, um, and they got a lot of firepower with that, and have a really good reputation with that. Um, and so they can grind out every dollar that I'm worth. I'm Bob Harkins, and this is Raised Sports. Thanks for listening.